afternoon. Thank you for calling Reinsurance. Giselle speaking. How may I help you? Hi, speak to Linda, please. May I ask who's calling? It's Joey Gingola. Okay, just a moment, Joey. I will see if she's available. This is in regards to... Uh, just let her know I'm calling. Uh, she'll know. Okay, just a moment. Thank you. Good afternoon. Linda, how you doing? It's Joey Gingola. Yeah, how are you? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola. Let's get into it. Anyway, you know, I, I'm, I'm right now, and I don't know if this year is going to be a way I figure out to kind of do it bigger, better, faster, more for next year. But right now, I'm kind of just slow and steady wins the race when it comes to in, amping up or upgrading or updating my digital marketing strategy slash business plan in that realm. You have to start somewhere. One foot in front of the other, one step at a time, baby steps. You have to crawl before you walk. Take your pick. Whatever lame phrase I just said, take your pick. Whichever one you like the best, do that. And that was Linda Ray of Ray Insurance. And again, I get caught up with it. You probably get caught up with it. Of just trying to go so fast and trying to keep up. And maybe you're not even trying to keep up at all. Either way, let's say you're on, let's say there's two sides. Let's back that up. So either you're trying to go really, really fast and keep up with everything and you're losing your mind and you just want to bang it against the wall. And you're saying, well, how am I going to keep up? This is ridiculous. I can't do it. Or you're just saying, forget it. I'm too far behind. I'm just going to go lay over here and take a nap. If that's you, okay, fine. But what Linda says here, that's, it's really sitting in the middle. It's, well, I'm not going to give up entirely, but guess what? I'm not sprinting to the finish. I'm just going to make sure that every day I'm going to try and do something to make sure I'm moving forward. The slow and steady approach. Is it always the best? No. But is it better than taking your nap? If I could wake you from your nap right now? Yes, absolutely. If you have woken up from your nap long enough to listen to two minutes and 20 seconds of this podcast so far, yes, probably better than that. Would not recommend going back to the nap unless you're, you know, in the twilight of your career, 60 plus, and you're just on easy street by then you've earned it go for it if you're ready if you're out you've got an extra strategy and and you see white beaches somewhere knock yourself out i'm not going to stand in the way of that in fact if i am standing in the way of that you're allowed to tackle me punch me do whatever you want just go and enjoy and and ride off and, and you've earned it right if, if you've put in your time and and, and all, everything's done and you're ready to get out do it don't pay attention to a word i'm saying none of this is relevant but if you're still in the thick of this thing don't feel that you are too far behind not to do anything because that is not an excuse. That is not something that is going to help you. You're not just going to get up and start running overnight. So I just, I really like that message from Linda and, and she is pretty practical from that is just making sure that you keep yourself above water long enough or, or keep yourself active and moving long enough. So he, so you don't get fat and you're one of those dudes that can't get out of bed because you have quarter pounders delivered to you. Let's not do that. Right. But it's also making sure that you can identify the necessary things standing in front of you and getting them out of your way, right? It's not so much making sure that you don't get quarter pounders delivered to you in bed. It's can you remove the things that are standing in your way and making sure that you are able to progress no matter how fast or how slow. Because I know I'm, I'm usually trying to do what I can to at least be, you know, somewhat keeping up, but I know it's so hard. I know if my father was still on this 
the only reason we, we've been able to do what we've been doing the last two years is because we bought my dad out three years ago. My dad was doing nothing. You know, he was doing nothing and I had, he was my worst client in trying to get him up and running and spending money to keep up with the, the changes in the digital age and et cetera, et cetera. So. Show of hands of everybody out there who works in a family agency and is either currently dealing with this situation or has recently just dealt with this situation, or you're definitely fearing the day that when you do have to deal with this situation, and that situation is, is when the older generation no longer becomes effective, and how do you show them the door politely, or do you have to ride it out until they're ready to call it quits? Linda's been pretty open about her transition in the agency from purchasing it from her father and the um, challenges, we'll say, to put it nicely, that they experienced in going through that process. And again, that can be a big thing, right? It's a culture thing. If you listen to Jason's latest podcast, um, what is it? Close More Business by Figuring Out How to Fire the Incumbent or something that was a little bit better title, but uh, how to close more business by firing the incumbent they also talk a lot about sales culture and whether it's a good one or a bad one, if it's polluted, if it's toxic, if it's uninspiring, unmotivational. And that can sometimes happen when you have people, agents, especially in the family, at different stages of their careers, where one is just, man, I've, I've kind of put in my work. I've got, I've got enough business. They're not looking to grow. They're happy with what they got sitting on their mountain of, of clients. Maybe it's a hill. Maybe it's just a little bump. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. They're happy. They're okay with that. And the culture deteriorates. It erodes to the point of complacency, to the, to the fact that you are no longer inspired or incentivized or really in an, an environment in which it really fosters growth. And again, I've said on this show in the newsletters that I've put out, and I just heard Gary Vee talk about it again more recently. You know, again, you are the average of the five people you hang around with, right? So if you're going to the office every day, hanging around people who are unmotivated to, you know, acquire business, to grow and do different things, then you're obviously going to adopt those same tendencies, principles, whatever. And you can't even take the slow and steady approach because it doesn't even feel necessary in some capacity. Maybe it does. I mean, obviously, if, if you're not putting enough food on the table at your house, then that's going to be your motivator. But still, being around people who are not in the same mindset, stage, phase, whatever, than you is going to be a challenge, right? Even I personally, I struggle with this all the time. People that I I, you know, I, I live with, uh, you know, that are you know, not, not live with, but I mean, uh, my neighbors around my neighborhood, even some of the friends that I grew up with, they don't think about things, you know, the way that I think about some things, you know, they're maybe they're, com they're content with their life as is, and they're not really looking to grow and push and just there, there's a disconnect, right? And that rubs off on you. And, and I would, I would personally like to be surrounded by a few more people that share the same ambitions and goals. And so that kind of rubs off on me more, more consistently. And I would challenge you to do the same thing within your agency where, you know, again, even if you're not going a hundred miles an hour, at least if you're moving forward and you're giving yourself the opportunity to at some point sprint or, you know, kind of hit a nice stretch because you're not going to go from being completely out of shape to, you know, world-class, you know, whatever triathlete, decathlon, what terrible sports analogies today. I don't know why we're going fitness, but you get what I'm saying, right? Keeping it going all the time 
making sure forward progress is, is I don't want to say the, I guess the number one priority. Sure. Why not? Let it, yeah. Forward progress is the number one priority. We'll go ahead. We'll do it. It's going to get you a lot more places than if just maintaining the status quo, because maintaining the status quo is only going to get you to where you're at. And if where you're at, it's not where you want to be, then it's not going to be a whole lot of fun. Now I do want to do something a little different today. And I wanted to share a clip uh, because I like Linda. She's very animated. And I wanted to share her her reaction when I tell people that, I I don't know if you guys know this, but I record these calls and I don't tell them initially that it's being recorded. And so I tell them at the end that I'm recording it. And then if they would like to be on the podcast, then, then, you know, they can do so. But I just wanted to share Linda's reaction when I told her that I had been recording her, uh, her reaction, uh, you know, when I told her that she's going to, you know, be on the podcast if she wants. It's kind of fun. (gasps) No! uh... (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Well, I don't know how much, uh, I don't know what stage advice. Well, as long as you're extracting so I don't sound like a babbling idiot, then I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) If you were able to mine anything out of it. (laughs) You are quite clever, my friend. Very, very clever. No, it's the only way to get real life, you know? So that, oh, yeah, well, just, you know. It's right, Linda. Don't worry. I, I beeped you out. Yes, we got some real life stuff from you, Linda. And yeah, you didn't sound like a babbling idiot. Uh, we got this is the third show and and uh, we had to censor you twice. Uh, the only censored guest on the show so far. So congratulations. Uh, I thought it was just kind of fun. And I think what she said at the very end, the real life stuff, right? That is, I don't know if you picked up on it, that is my goal, right? That's why I don't tell people. That's why I risk the chance of, of getting slapped in the face uh, if if we were ever, you know, if I ever do meet any of these people on the show. I have met some. If I meet them after I do this, that's why I do it. So we actually get the stuff that they are really concerned about, right? Because if I were to call somebody up and tell them that, hey, you're going to be on a podcast, they're going to put on the best face, put the best foot forward. And I'm not saying that that shouldn't be the case, but, you know, back to the, you know, getting stuff done and, and, and putting one foot in front of the other, you have to know what's real, what's attainable. You have to see what is really an issue. You have to be brutally self-aware with yourself to make that happen. And it's, it's all about looking at your perception, right? I literally just got off the phone. I had to, I had to stop recording this podcast to call somebody about their health insurance. It was a referral from another agency and another state over. And uh, it was a mother looking to get health insurance for her daughter. And the daughter was getting bounced between Medicaid and, and healthcare.gov. And, you know, the mother said something to me that I thought was very interesting. And, and, and it's a very limiting viewpoint. And this is, I don't want you to look at your agency like this. But she said, my daughter's a go-getter. She will work as many hours as you give her. And it's the idea that somebody has to give you permission. It's the James Altucher, choose yourself, right? Nobody needs to give you permission. Yeah, she's only getting so many hours at her certain job. She's working 20 hours, but if she gets overtime, then she stops qualifying for Medicaid. Don't even get me started on that whole nightmare. But the fact that she thinks, and the mom's okay with this too, that you know she's only able to do you know, 25 hours or whatever it is because that's all that they're giving her. No. You have the right, you have the ability, go get hours somewhere else, go get a whole nother job. And yes, I know she's looking for a full-time job, but she's not choosing herself. You're not choosing your agency. And, 
And while you may only have two hours, three hours, whatever your equa- you know kind of equation to that is, to take that step forward, you're you're not limited by what somebody else is giving you. It's not well. I only have an hour to do this because I'm so busy doing everything else. No, you need to flip it on its head and say. I could do this, but I could also do that instead. How do you remove it and make that thing not not dependent upon the excuse that you're giving yourself? And actually, that kind of ties into the shows that we did back with with Linda. We did you know excuses you're telling yourself that aren't true. We also did when's the best time to send emails. So I thought it was fun. I wanted you to hear what people's reaction are. Linda had one of the better ones. Uh, when I tell them that I've been secretly recording the conversation for this podcast, which I'm sure you maybe in some capacity have grown, uh, you know, maybe attached to in some way. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we're, we're exclusive. I'm not. We can see other podcasts. All right. Just take it easy. But I thought it was fun just to kind of pull back the curtain and, and to let you know that make that whole through line. But at the end of the day, I just want to make sure that you're not paralyzing yourself because you can't run as fast as as you may want or as you see somebody else running or even as fast as you think I may be running by listening to this podcast. It doesn't matter. You just have to be able to run at your own speed for as long as you need to. All right, I'm going to throw down a challenge for you today. I'm very serious. I'm doing it because... I honestly don't think anybody's going to take me up on it, but I secretly am hoping that you will. It's kind of like the end of Goodwill Hunting where Ben Affleck is secretly hoping that Matt Damon just isn't there one day when he goes to pick him up for work, that kind of thing. I'm challenging you because I secretly really want it to happen. My challenge is next week, I'm heading off to Chicago. We're doing Grow Lab on Thursday, September the 8th at the Hyatt Regency, downtown Chicago. I'm headed out on Wednesday, should be arriving Wednesday afternoon, and uh, we'll be there through Friday. I challenge anybody, if you're listening to this, if you've missed out and you're saying, how did I miss out? If you're in the Chicago area, I don't even care if you're not in the Chicago area. If you show up and you bang on the door and you say, I listened to this episode of the podcast, I want to come in. As long as there's like not 50 people, as long as there's just like one or two people, I'm going to let you in. If you say, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to make something happen, I'm going to do the real stuff. I'm going to put one, this is a big foot, in front of the other. I challenge you, come, I will let you in for free. Now again, um, I might need to work out the details of that again. If there's like 100 of you guys, then I got an issue. Uh, we'll, we'll work it out, I guess. I would like to see. Again, I don't think anybody's going to do it. So let me put it this way. Maybe email me first, joey at growprogram.com. I don't know. Maybe not. Let's just see what happens. If 100 people come, great. I don't care. I will meet with you after. We'll do a private whatever after if you show up in Chicago. We'll find some time, a couple hours. We'll do whatever you want. It'll be fun. Are you going to take the challenge? <laughs>